Hey, y'all. I'm Catherine, Client Relations Manager of Empower Physical Therapy. Check out this podcast with Dr. Jeffrey Guild with OptiMove Physical Therapy and our host of this podcast, Stephanie Crowley with Empower Physical Therapy. They talk about what is wrong with healthcare and why we get the results we do when no one else can. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. All right, we're excited to have uh, Stephanie Crowley with uh, Empower Physical Therapy. Uh, Stephanie's a uh, orthopedic specialist, and her team uh, do a great job of working with people with uh, the orthopedic needs, uh, uh, neck and back and knee and hip. And I'll let her explain a little bit more <laughs> from there what you guys do. But yeah, you guys are a huge compliment to to what we do, and you guys have helped us out with a lot of our clients um, on the p- more pure orthopedic end of things. So, and we're grateful for that. So, thank you for coming on with us. Yeah, no. I'm I'm excited to be here. So how did you guys uh, get started and tell us a little bit about your journey and um, how you've uh, been able to serve your clients? Oh, gosh. Um, like, long story short, essentially, I, I used to own a insurance-based uh, physical therapy clinic, and, um, you know, we did really well. But as we got towards, you know, gosh, two, three, four years ago, you know, insurance just wasn't what it used to be. We were getting, you know, cuts um, with insurance, more paperwork, having to see more clients. And it just got to the point where I was just completely exhausted. And ultimately, my business started because I wanted to retire from physical therapy. And I was just going to see a few few clients because I was like completely wiped out, completely exhausted. And, you know, when, when you really care about the patient and you're really trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, our clientele was very different than a lot of other physical therapy offices. You'll go to other offices and it's like 70% of their clients um, are from surgeries. They're just surgical cases. And our, our clients weren't that. Our clients, you know, I, I would say we only had like maybe 20% surgical cases when I took insurance. So it wasn't something that, you know, you just had to really sit down and figure things out and you just couldn't do it in that model. And so I literally started the practice, me and one of my PTs that had been with me for like 17 years, when, when I like got walked out the door from that office and she was like, we're going to do this, aren't we? I'm like, yeah, I go, we're going to retire and we're just going to see a few clients and and we're going to be happy. And of course that's, we did, we did do that. But then my competitiveness of myself was like, okay, I got to make this into something else. There's so many people out there that we can really help, Mm -hmm. um, really, you know, avoid the surgery and, and you know, really getting their life back. And that's ultimately what we do. Yeah. And you've brought on a great team of people. And, um, you know, I, I kind of describe you guys as the very holistic uh, approach to orthopedics. It's not just treating the one joint, it's treating the, not sometimes the above and below, but several joints away from what's actually happening. So, um, how do you guys uh, look at the body and, um, the way you treat uh, orthopedics compared to, let's say the, the traditional, um, outpatient physical therapy (laughs) clinic? Well, traditionally, even from a doctor, like let's start even from the doctor and then, and then physical therapy, you get this diagnosis and it's, and it's like a rotator cuff tear and it's like, okay, let me go do rotator cuff exercises. And, and you know, I look at what the doctor sends like, okay, well let's sit down and have a conversation. Let's figure this out. 
Um, I always tell people that, you know, where the site of the pain is is often not where the source of the problem is. And so you really have to sit down and ask a lot of questions. And it's, it's literally like a research, um, you know, you're, you're researching and trying to find answers from what the patient says. And then from that, like, okay, so now we have this hypothesis. It might be this and it might be this. So let me just go prove which one is right and which one is wrong. And so then we just move them. And then we're really proving if one's right and one's wrong to kind of really figure out what it, what's, what's really going on. So a shoulder problem could be a neck problem, but it also could be a thoracic problem, or it could be a combination of a few things. And it's just really sticking to a process and starting to rule things out to really get to the source of what's going on. And that's, it's true for, for the whole body. You can't just look at one body part and say, okay, let's just only look at the shoulder. Let's only look at the knee. No, there could be a lot of things Mm -hmm. um, that could be going on with it. And that's ultimately kind of the problem with our healthcare system. I mean, literally like it's, I have, I had a patient literally a year ago and she came back to my office recently and um, she had been with a doctor. I mean, so many doctors, I mean, she had a whole book of what, what she had tried and it, and everyone was looking at her back. Every single person was looking at her back and I, I came in, I'm like, okay, so it might be the back cause there might not be looking at it this way, but let's just take a look at it. Got listened to, listen to her and, and started moving her. I'm like, this is not a back issue. This is a hip issue. And literally we were moving and she was getting better. And it was like, I mean, this has been going on for years and she had um, polio on top of that. So she ended up having to have surgery on the other foot for a while and then came back and saw us for the hip. And, um, and she'd been finally going to like a hip doctor and he goes, I think we need to have surgery. And so she came to me to get my opinion. I'm like, I, I, I think that's correct. I think let's have surgery on the hip because it's really inflamed. Let's just see. And, sh- and so she did, she had a total hip replacement. She came in, I'm like, oh my God, you look like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Now we have to go and like work on you being able to stand up because you haven't been able to stand up correctly for years. And so now we're working on those kind of things. But for 10 years, everyone looked at her back and it was a hip problem. Mm-hmm. And you'll even have people get surgeries on things that they probably didn't even need surgery for at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then, because I've heard you tell us those stories. Do you have oh, another yeah. one about that? Oh, yeah. Um, we had, we've had people that have had knee surgery scheduled for a meniscal tear and I was like, just please come in. Let me, you know, you know, when you go, when you get people and they say like, I'm not really sure what happened. Um, I just started hurting one day, probably not a surgical case. Now if they went and said, okay, I fell or I twisted, I turned and I'm like, okay, potentially. Yeah. Let's take a look at it. But yeah, no, we've had people that had knee surgery scheduled and they, um, canceled it. Um, we have one recently this month that had back surgery scheduled and the doctor only sent her, um, to find someone to get core strengthening. And I'm like, well, we'll just see, let's just right. see what we can do. And she was feeling not all the way better, but so much better where she wasn't on medications anymore that she canceled her surgery because she was so nervous of having it. We've had people that had rotator cuff tears that, um, ended up that had surgery scheduled and it wasn't even a shoulder, like didn't even touch the shoulder. We literally like it was a neck and a thoracic issue. And then she canceled her surgery. So we see stuff like this all the time. I would say, you know, if I had to kind of predict, um, I would not be shocked if 60% of the surgeries out there could be prevented, um, if they went to the right person. Right. And you've talked about this a lot and we know this from the research, the large percentage of, um, imaging that's done is actually probably would have been there regardless. Yep. And then large numbers of the population that have these things going on. I probably have rotator cuff tears. I probably have bulging discs. Yep. If you were to MRI my back, I probably have these things going on, but I don't have any pain. I don't have any symptoms. Yeah. And and you guys see that all the time where you actually get the wrong diagnosis because everybody's relying on the the imaging 
as if it's the one way to get the diagnosis the without looking standard. at yeah. exactly yes. So the, I'll be able to figure it out if I just take a picture. Yes, the over reliance on the imaging, the over reliance on the um, on the blood work, the quantitative uh, testing without looking at the whole person yeah. in front of you. Well, and and it, again, it goes back to our healthcare system because uh, essentially doctors have zero time with patients, and and now it's even worse because now they have to go before they even get to what's going on. They have to click this box and this box and this box to make sure they've answered these three or four or five questions so that they actually can get paid. So that by the time you get to what's really going on, maybe now they only have two minutes with you. I mean, it's like it's crazy. That's that that that's what it is. But so a lot of times they're like, okay, yeah, you have a shoulder pain. Well, let's just go take an image and let's see what's going on and. Um, and you really, you can't do that. And I, I equate the, um, the, uh, you know, it, it's like taking a picture of a telephone. <clears throat> if you take a picture of a telephone and you see, oh, the cord's frayed, that's probably what it is, but you can't see if the telephone's plugged in. You can't see if there's service. You can't see if it, if it even can ring. Like you, you can't until you like really evaluate the whole thing. And that's essentially what, what I, you know, equate an MRI with. It's, it's very similar. Not to mention that you're lying on your back, non-weight bearing, mm-hmm. not moving. <laughs> so, yeah. and when you hurt, when you're moving. So it's, it's not, it's not a reliable thing. Um, it's, you know, I always tell people, for imaging, if you want to get imaging, you, it needs to change the course of what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be like, okay, I just want to see what's going on, not a good idea to image. But if it's like, okay, you know what? Um, we're noticing some red flags. Let's go figure out like what's compressing this. Like, is it a tumor? Is there, you know, a spinal cord compression from like a bone spur? Is it like that? That then will determine like, okay, what surgery do we need to have? Mm-hmm. But if it's just, uh, I want to see what's going on, it's not going to help you at all because you don't know. Like that, it, it's just a picture, and you just spent $1,500 on a picture when you could have spent that on with someone that actually could give you something to help you get the resolution that you want. Right. So, tool in the toolbox is <clears throat> yeah, all. And exactly. MRI is not all, and X ray is. Do you have a, a thought on the term uh, bone on bone? I know I can go on a whole rant <laughs> about bone on bone. I want to hear your well, rant. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, again, it's it's funny because you can go to a doctor and they can look at your x-rays or things like that and they can and you're like you barely have any pain and the doctor's like golly how are you even functioning there and it doesn't you know it's because it, the imaging doesn't always tell you the whole picture so you can have someone that is um bone on bone, but that may not be where their symptoms are coming from, or that may not, may not be where the resolution's coming from. So a- until you can really sit down and, 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 and have a conversation, you're really not going to know, you know, I equate like imaging or bone on bone or things like that. It's kind of like saying like, Oh my gosh, I have wrinkles on my face. And, right. and it's like, what do I do? I need to get rid of it. Well, I mean, as females, we probably want to get rid of them. Yes, we want to have surgery, not me, but <laughs> but that is the case for a lot of people. But it's not like it's going to harm me or it's it's horrible. But like some of the degenerative changes and the bony changes that we're seeing is just what happens as we age. It's just a part of the aging process. Just like getting wrinkles on our face is a part of the aging process. Um, it's just what happens, and that's why you'll get wear and tear from meniscal tears to rotator cuff tears. It's just a part of the aging process. It doesn't mean that that's where the problem is really happening, and it could be that it. it can, but I'm telling you, there's, if you're not really sure what you did more than likely, it's something that can be resolved if you find the right people. Right. 
And I think um, we hear from people, they'll say, the doctor says I'm bone on bone. And the reason I bring this up is because they act like they must be the only one who's told this, like their situation is that bad. What they don't know is the number of people who come to us and say, my doctor says that my knee, my hip, whatever is bone on bone. Arthritis. Arthritis is another big one. Yes. And I... Everybody says this because everybody is told this by their doctor, you're bone on bone. But I've also taken the person who's supposed to be bone on bone and within a certain number of months, a true story, a 65-year-old who is doing squats with a 45-pound bar, doing a full front squat, that's a very advanced move for those who don't realize, and going down almost to where her hips are even with her knees. And her knees were supposed to be bone on bone. Yeah. And I saw her x-ray. It looked really bad. Yeah. And while I tell people, you know, the x-ray is just a dry picture. That's it. Uh, Within that, in reality, is that living, breathing organism with um, all the things in between, lubrication fluid, you know, so we have natural lubrication, um, between our joints, you know, we have all sorts of buffers that prevent things from rubbing against each other. So it's not always as bad as what the image shows. Yeah. Same with the back. Backs are very similar, very similar. Yeah. It's, um, it's why, you know, arthritis, like you have, I have to sit down and explain it to patients and just sit down and say like, okay, let's look at this. So if you're not doing anything, do you hurt? And they're like, well, well, no, like, I'm like, okay. So if it's really, truly arthritis, like itis is that inflammation, you feel it all the time. So you just told me that you feel fine doing, doing this and that you only feel it when you do certain things. Like, like, this is just something that we have to look at and, and maybe change the way you do those things or look at the mechanics so that we can get things moving correctly and working properly so that we can get you back to all those activities. So it's not like, don't be scared of these terms. Um, you know, that's, the doctor's looking for a diagnosis so that they can say like, we found it. We know what's wrong with you. And patients are looking for a diagnosis so that they feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not crazy. There is something going on. And, and now I know what it is. Um, but some of these diagnoses are like, well, there's nothing I can do for it because that's just the way it is. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not the case. I mean, there's times where I'm like, someone will have something going on their wrist and it's arthritis. And I'm like, no, it's tendonitis. Like you just overdid it. Like, let's do, do this, this, and this. You're like, oh my gosh, it's better. I'm like, yeah, it's not the arthritis that's giving you the problem. And to your point about the healthcare system, it goes to, we have a diagnosis so we can check a box. Yep. And then of course we can, uh, build the insurance company or Medicare, whatever it might be. And the insurance company, of course, they also live in a checkbox system also. Yeah. They're just, they're bureaucrats who only know how to operate like bureaucrats, and they're trying to get the healthcare providers to operate that way also. And if you can get the healthcare provider to act like a bureaucrat, they're probably not the best healthcare provider anymore because now they're just thinking in a checkbox type of manner. They're not thinking in that who's the person in front of me, what do they want to get back to doing, what are the real needs, what are the factors in their daily life that could have caused or contributed to this problem at yeah. this joint and the joint, the the uh, three joints connected to it. The 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 insurance companies are the insurance companies are not good at thinking in that way. Oh no! Um, and 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 to the doctor's defense too. I mean, exactly. I guarantee you, they're just as exhausted as I was. So the people that want to do it the right way, that are trying to figure out how they can do it, they're only allowed to spend X amount of minutes with you. And if they spend yeah. more than that with you, they don't get paid. Um, and then if they're in a medical system, like, you know, a big hospital, then they're literally like timed between rooms and they're like, why didn't you see more patients? I mean, we see it in physical therapy all the time. Like you're not hitting your productivity. You have to hit this, this number. And it's like, wait a second, wait, we need to get back to like bring in healthcare to being human again. And that's, and, and it's not. And so to their defense, 
it's exhausting and mm-hmm. they're, they can be exhausted where they're just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just going to check a box. Um, and, and unless you, you almost have to get outside that. And that's how, that's what I do with my healthcare with even myself right at this point, I'm almost to the point of like, um, okay, great. I'm going to go this route because I know they can spend time with me. And yeah, I know I'm gonna have to spend a little bit more money, but at this point I'll be saving money because I'll actually get the answers and get a plan that I need. Um, and that's almost where, that's where I've gone to with my health as well, because mm-hmm. it's frustrating using your insurance. And I let people all the time, I'm like, just let them go to the dark side mm-hmm. and they're going to appreciate us that much more. Let, just let them go to the dark side and you just let them know what they're going to find out. And they sure enough, they'll call you back. Yeah. And we hear our doctors talk about this all the time where their frustrations as well. I, oh, yes. I heard a story with a 90 year old client of ours whose uh, who's doctor was spending less and less time with her since they'd been bought out by a large healthcare company. And now literally they had someone basically tapping their foot at the door, shooing the doctor on yes. to get out the door. Okay, yeah. ne- on to the next person, on to the next person. Those are the types of things going behind the scenes that are making this healthcare uh, system less effective and actually driving up costs and actually yeah. making people yeah. more sick because they're not getting the type of care they need. But um, on what you guys are able to bring um, are getting people from, you know, really struggling, looking for seeing multiple healthcare providers. You guys, I kind of uh, think of you guys as when you've tried almost anything else <laughs> and then they end up with you guys and then, okay, there's the solution. Where are the type of things that your clients are able to get back to doing oftentimes? And where, where do they come from? Where are oh, common stories? Oh gosh. Um, <clears throat> they come from all over the place. Cause we market, um, you know, typically the people that we see are people that have tried everything. Nothing has worked. Um, whether it's been acupuncture, chiropractor, physical therapy, doctors, they've done injections, they don't want to have surgery, they've kind of lost all hope. Those are typically the people that we see. We don't always get that exact case, but we 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 do get a lot of those those cases. So they come from all over the place. They come from, I mean, we just do marketing. So some of them will come from marketing, some come from past patients. Um, some come from um, doctors, because we have um, some doctors that like we're the only ones that they'll send to um, I mean, now it's funny cause some of them are trained, like we're just, we'll just leave it up to you and you just mm-hmm. let us know if you need anything for me. Like we, we've almost trained them. Right. Um, but yeah, they come from, from everywhere. And, um, what for me, it's shocking because my last practice, it literally was, we marketed doctors, doctors sent us the business and that was all, that was our business. And, um, now since we really market more direct to consumer, I am just like shocked at what has mm. been told because normally if they're being referred to us, they're like, go see, go see Stephanie's office. They're going to be able to help you, you know, no big deal. But when people are seeking you and what they've been told, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you've been told. I, I can see why people have lost hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's, there's nothing they can do. And like, you know, and hospitals are, are probably some of the worst. I mean, they want the doctors that do more procedures because that means they get to make more money. And that's, that's what they look for. They want to do more procedures, um, more testing because that leads to more surgeries and that's what they look for. And when I was getting all my training in Austin with, uh, McKinsey, um, and I was doing my, uh, training with like the, the gurus, essentially, they literally had, uh, where they said, yeah, this, the, their hospital just bought this, this group because they did more surgeries than anyone else. And they were super excited to have them because it was going to bring so much revenue to their, to the mm-hmm. hospital. It's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. And the number of hospital systems that are in, you know, a large amount of debt as well. So then how do you make up for that? And, yeah. Um, so it, that's another challenge as well. So uh, what are some common stories that people are able to get back to doing after 
after you work with them and what types of, where are they when they walk in the door and then where are they, uh, after they're a lot better after they work with you? God, they're all, it's all over the place. It just depends. Some people just want to be able to walk so they can go and see, you know, family in New York. Um, so that they, cause they're, they're going to have to be able to walk, you know, a longer distance. Other people it's running where they didn't think they're going to get back to running and they were able to get back to running, um, or just, you know, working out or sometimes it's people that are just exhausted. They're so exhausted from the pain Mm. that they can't even like they, they literally are working to come home to sleep, to work because they can't function to be able to spend time with their family or doing things like that because of the pain. So, you know, people come in for a lot of different reasons. Um, but, you know, we're able to kind of like, what is it? What is it that they truly want? You know, sometimes it's not the running that they really want. It's because it's the social piece of the running. And that's what, what, especially now with everything that's going on with COVID, like that's the piece that they're missing. And if they can't get back to that, you know, it, it really is, um, very depressing and they Mm -hmm. don't, they don't function. I mean, very well, like it's, you know, we were talking about me earlier. I'm like total ADHD child. If I don't go out and run or get outside, like that is, that is how I function. And if someone takes that away from me, then I don't function very well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some of the things that people want, it's, it, it's like, okay, yeah, I want to be able to walk, but what is the walking going to allow them to do? That's what we you know. We're really get we're really trying to impact their life to, to, to get back to the things that maybe they never thought they could do, or they've just said, well, there, there's no way it's, it's just, this is just the way it is. And, and it's not, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And that's a great point that you bring up the huge psychological effect of something as simple or apparently as simple as shoulder pain, knee pain, and the effects that that has on the body, the what the effect on that person's psychology, um, and what what it prevents them from doing socially, especially now. Um, the the way I started studying more about the human body was I was a you know eighteen year old kid with a shoulder injury because I did ignorant things in in the weight room and I couldn't bench press as much as I wanted to. I couldn't um, do all these more advanced things that I wanted to be able to do. If I didn't do those things, then my shoulder didn't hurt. I was fine, and the the effect, how down that made me feel that I couldn't do that. And at at that point I realized if that makes me that down because I can't bench press the way I want to, I can't lift the way I want to what imagine the effect on someone where they truly can't do the things that they want to do in their lives. They can't reach overhead to get something down from a shelf. They have a stroke or they um, can't walk very well. It truly affects the way they get around. They can't socialize. It's their independence. independence. Like that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, I can remember, um, you know, hearing like, yeah, you know, it's, it's people really want their independence. I'm like, really? That people really want their independence? And then as I was treating patients and listening, I'm like, oh, well, independence is a lot of things mm-hmm. to a lot of different people. Some, sometime independence is them being able to get out and run. And that's like their mm-hmm. independence and their freedom and, and it helps their brain. And sometimes it's the independence to be able to just put on their clothes, you know, themselves, or sometimes independence is being, being able to cook for their family. Like independence is a lot to a lot of different people. Uh, and I, I just didn't even realize, I just remember hearing people say like, well, people like, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna be motivated to to work with you because they're, they're so fearful of losing their independence. I'm like, really, you know, not my population. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's, it is my population. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just different. Yeah. And even with our population, uh, we tend to have an older population because we work more with neurological disorders and balance and falls and uh, dizziness and vertigo and things like that. And the number of people that are able in their 90s, even who are able to get back to doing things that they haven't done in five, even 10 
a, re, a lady recently, she's 91, something she hasn't done in, in literally 60 years, which was to look up, you know, and because just finding the right thing, the right solution for the root cause of the problem. And now all of a sudden you have people getting back to things that you would never have imagined or the healthcare system or their doctor or themselves never thought they'd be able to do again. That persistency working towards that root cause of the problem and just having the right solution for it. Well, our body has an amazing ability to heal. Like That's right. it, if you can figure out where the source is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of like writing my book and my book is, um, like hitting pain from all angles because it's, mm. there's so many different <laughs> angles that people don't look into. And part of it is, you know, the mechanics of how things work and in the body. And like, that's what we do. Um, and part of it can be chemical, which is, it's not as much of that that as, as it is like more of the mechanics. But what people also don't think of is like, what's the emotional side of it? And so we find people that have pain that is created because of the, you know, almost like a PTSD type thing, like where they are just have this post-traumatic stress disorder because they've had this for so long that um, they don't ever feel like they're going to get out of it. Or maybe that's something that's happened in their life and they're, they're experiencing it again, especially during COVID and stuff that's taken them back to that time in their life. And it's creating the pain that's, that's happening um, in their body. Or maybe it's something that is a stressful events. Like we had someone that had knee pain and I was like, it started with her hip. We got that, that started moving well. And then we started working on some strengthening and then we got to do some functioning and, and she was and now doing the stairs were so much better. And, but then all of a sudden she wasn't getting better. I'm like, but your function's getting better. And, and ideally what I started asking her more questions and, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, you got some stress going on, like mm. in your job, like all this, you know, all of a sudden you're doing the, doing, you know, you have this deadline that has to happen and you're doing the work of like seven people to, to be able to get, to get it done. I'm like, it's, this is a stressful thing. Like that, this is why like your functions better, but if you don't take care of this piece of it, you're not going to get better. And then she went on vacation and I got a call from her. She goes, you were so right. Mm -hmm. She goes, everything feels is so much better now like, that, that I'm away from it. Um, and that was just going to be a short term thing. But when you have a long term thing, it's, it's something very different, but you can also have autoimmune type stuff that creates pain. I've seen stuff like that as well. And then you have to go and address those things. So if you can get to the source of what's going on, and a lot of time it can be layers because, you know, as physical therapists, especially in Texas, you know, we need prescriptions. So by the time a doctor wants to send us the person, you know, they've been hurting for like seven you know, seven months or longer, like that, that's a lot of layers of things that you have to look at to, to like kind of peel back, to get people back to what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And someone going on vacation and de-stressing and then they get better. That doesn't fit well into the checkbox system of the nope. healthcare system. <laughs> you know, how do you explain, you know, uh, cortisol, stress, autoimmune, and you know, probably the, the types of things that people know about and are searching about and reading about all the time, but yet our healthcare system hasn't caught up to that concept. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the forward thinking healthcare providers know it, but, and, and then the, the clients know it, but yet the system is still going even more so to a checkbox system and yeah. almost regressing in a lot of ways. Um, you, you talked about pain and I hear this a lot. The large amount of people who talk about the fatigue and the exhaustion just from the pain itself. Yes. And how much that limits them just from a fatigue perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys see that a lot because you guys deal with a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, pain is, is very fatiguing. I mean, if you've ever had, um, especially the closer that it gets like towards your head, I mean, like where people mm. have neck pain, headaches, those kind of things, it is exhausting. And literally they, they just function just to get through throughout the day. When you have pain in other areas, it's exhausting in the sense that you can't like 
physically do as much and you don't want to physically do as much. Um, but yeah, no pain, pain is, is, um, is exhausting. And, and it just kind of, again, goes to trying to figure out, you know, where, where everything is coming from so that you know how, how to resolve it, but it's not any different. Like, you know, we, we both have a business coach and, and it's not any different than us. We're like coaching, um, and figuring out where the problem is of, of, of their body and what, what needs to happen. It's the same thing of of coaching, you know, us in a business and we can't necessarily see it ourselves because we're so emotionally tied and attached to it that we have to have someone else ask us questions to, to like go, okay, okay. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So have you ever thought of this or let's go look into this and like really bring an awareness around the problem. That's exactly what we do is we're just bringing awareness around the problem. So they're like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Now I'm seeing everything get connected. And so now I know what I'm doing to myself that I need to start resolving on top of if I do this and this is going to happen. So it's the same thing. We're just basically the coach of their body, mm-hmm. the coaching, the problem solving, the, mm-hmm. the bumps along the road, along the way, yep. the setbacks that of course happen yes. in any situation, you know, you, you get out and you do too much or there's just some detail that's not adding up and then you need that coach along the way to empower you to problem solve through it yep. to, you know, uh, to get over that bump in the road yep. so you can continue on. That's exactly we right. See that all the time. We see it all, I mean, if you relate that, that's exactly what we do. And so there's times when people come back in and they need a tune up because it's like, ah, oh, I did something and, and mm-hmm. we can like, Oh, this is no big deal. This is why, like we have someone <laughs> coming in like literally this week. And it's so funny because I got an email from the mom going, we're doing so great. No problems with our kids. And then literally a week later, I'm getting a text message going, um, can we come back in? I spoke too soon. And and I'm literally like, let me jump on the phone. And we're like listening. And I'm like, okay. All he did was he just he just did too much too soon. Like, this is an easy, this is an easy solution. It goes, not any different. Like, remember your daughter had to come in for tune-ups because she started doing a little bit more. And then we had, but now she's great. She's fantastic. And so that's, you know, it's it's just helping someone navigate it and knowing that. You know, anytime you call, you're going to get some answers. You're going to have someone that's going to be able to spend the time to like, like be like, this is okay. We got this. We know what to, we know what to do. And and just knowing that in itself is very calming for people and, um, and reassuring that they're in the right place. And is the communication piece too. It's the, the ability to be able to express what's going on and explain, you know, tell the whole story about what's going on. And, you know, how many times are we on the phone with somebody or we have someone in front of us who, the, you know, after even over a decade, they haven't gotten their whole story out to yeah. anybody. And it's, it's in their, they, they've kept it in their head the whole time. It's the first time they might be able to get that story out. Um, and whether it's your, your team members, uh, who talk to your clients on the phone or, uh, your, your, uh, therapist who you hire, um, and, and work with you, your team members that you work with, it's, you know, you bring on a great team of people and, you know, they have a great skill set, but they also know how to communicate Yeah, and, and listen and bring those stories out. Because once you get the story out, then you can actually really address the solution more completely. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, your team and the types of, um, you know, their skill set and, uh, what they're good at because you've got oh, a great team of people too. Yeah. It's, you know, we're all, um, it's a team approach. I mean, so it's, it's funny cause I can tell you it's, Oh my God. We had a patient that came in and we were just trying to figure out, um, she's been a long time patient and, um, she literally didn't think she's ever going to be able to cycle again. And that was like her stress and, and her social, it was like everything all at one. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get you back. And so 
literally like she'd been doing fantastic and then she's, um, is back to writing and she's, um, doing longer rides and all of a sudden she kind of plateaued and she tried to change her shoes. I'm like, listen, bring your bike in here. Let's just, let's just look at you. Let's video it. Let's just kind of figure out what's going on. And so, so here it is, me and Ben are there. And so we're like all looking and, um, and then here comes Lisa, my other, so there's three of us, (laughs) Elisa comes in and all of a sudden she's like, like right over there. And, and I mean, Kieran's like laughing and videoing. He's like, Oh my God. Like normally you have like three patients to one therapist here. We have three therapists to one patient. Um, but that's, I mean, that's kind of what we do. Like we're, it's a, it's a team approach. I mean, just like there's times when I'm like, Lisa, I need your help because I need another eyes on this. She'll come in and look at it. I saw one of her patients earlier this week because she needed another set of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have Ben do the same thing. I'm like, Ben, check this out. Like, I don't understand. And we're, we're all similar in the sense that we're problem solvers and um, we really, you know, wanted, we really want what's best for the client. And I think that's, that's, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. It's a team approach. You, you have multiple uh, specialists thinking about you. And um, if, if you're the client thinking about you problem solving about what's going on um, and then in the traditional healthcare system, to your point, it's, it's the one therapist with three other people or four other people. Um, with, with you guys, it's one-on-one in some cases, if we got to bring someone else in and we do another thought into it, then, then we do it because whatever needs to be, get done to, to solve the problem and get this person back to what they want to do. Yeah. I, I laugh. Cause I, I'll tell patients like, don't worry. We talk behind your back, like constantly, <laughs> like we're always like, okay, what can we do? Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's, this is not quite working. And, and it's like, well, have you thought of this? Like, Oh no, I haven't thought of that. And so like, we're always constantly talking about our patients. So mm-hmm. Um, if, if someone's not getting better, we're like, you know, all of my staff, including myself, it's like, we're like racking our head going, why is this not working? Like, what are we missing here? Um, because we, it's, it's just, it's, it's rare that we can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it bothers us when we can't yes, figure it out. It totally right? bothers me. I, it keeps me up at night. It really does. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times where I'm literally like, what, oh my gosh, what time is it? Oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I know what I need to do. <laughs> And that, that's the fun part about doing this because you're like genuinely passionate about uh, empowering clients and, and solving these problems and, getting, and empowering them to get their life back. And that's what's fun about it. And oh, it's gosh. even more fun with the team approach. Uh, it's, it's just more fun doing it this way. Like I cannot tell you how much more fun I've had working as a physical therapist now compared to any other part of my life. It is just mm-hmm. so much more fun because you can spend the time and you can sit down and you can impact someone's life more, even more than just physical therapy. I mean, they just become a part of your family. Mm-hmm. Um, when they walk in the door, like we're so excited to hear about them. And, you know, I know you took a trip six months ago. How did that go? And, you know, like we just, we just know our clients so well. And, and just having that personal connection is way more fun mm-hmm. as a business um, beyond like physical therapy. Yeah. You, you stimulate the emotional part of the brain and you're in a comfortable environment that you enjoy. And the, our clients are having fun too. Um, and so, and yeah, of course even we, we see, torture them. Oh yeah. They, they <laughs> pay us to torture them. Let me tell you. <laughs> they gave us a license for this in the state of Texas. <laughs> but they, but exactly. They're like, how did you, how did you get your license? Are, are you sure my body moves that way? I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So, you know, they're having fun along the way, you know, and they're getting, back to doing things that they haven't been able to do before. And, you know, they look back and it's like, wow, I can't believe this journey has actually happened. I haven't done this in, in since five years ago. 
So it's, it's an absolute pleasure. And then of course, then when we send some of our clients over to you guys, you know, they then get that, that much better because now the orthopedic side is, is being taken care of. Um, if we could talk a little bit about kind of the difference between, so the neurological versus the orthopedic. So, cause sometimes people don't know where to turn or where to go. Mm-hmm. What type of a specialist do I need? It's kind of like the difference between, um, do I need a heart doctor or a lung doctor or whatever mm-hmm. it might be? There's a big difference. The, the skill set is different. The temperament is different, you know, between the different types of specialties. So in our case, it's neurological disorders. So multiple sclerosis, stroke, mm-hmm. Parkinson's disease, dizziness and vertigo, things like that. Very different from the orthopedic specialist mm-hmm. who, you know, knee pain, back pain, hip pain. Yep. Now, of course, I'm also very much a, you know, movement based person. So I can, so I can work on a lot of back pain, knee pain, back, uh, hip pain, from a movement approach, especially with my background as a strength conditioning coach. But then eventually for us, and this is when we bring you guys in, it's a pure nuts and bolts problem. It's yeah. a pure orthopedic. It's the, okay, we've tried the movement solution here. We've tried the stretching solution here. We've tried to free up this movement, but the problem is still there. Okay, let's bring um, Empower into this, um, Stephanie and her team into this because, and it turns out, okay, the problem was from the neck. If the, if the pain came from the shoulder, it was actually came from the neck or it came from the upper back. So tell us a little bit more about that and what you guys tend to see and the approach that you can, you kind of take you. So you have to get the mobility back before you can get stability. So before you can even go work into like movement patterns, if you don't have the mobility, um, and this is beyond like a, um, a muscle tightness or, or things like that. It's, it's, it's really like looking at like, how do the joints move? Um, and so, you know, like I had a dancer and she, and this, um, she would always, she'd call me like she, she was, she got better and, you know, she tried a lot of different, like the, the same scenario. We tried everything, nothing really worked. And she had this hip issue, um, but her hamstring kept on tightening up. And I said, well, the hamstring, which is what everyone wanted to go to that, like, that's just a symptom. Like that's the symptom. And she would forget. I'm like, just go back to your hip stretch, like the joint mode. Like it's a joint mode that we'll show them how to do. And she was like, really? And I'm like, but it's my hamstring, my hamstring tight. Well, yeah, but that's just the, the body per- protecting because the, the hip's not moving very well. And as soon as we went and did the hip mobilization and went back and stretched, she goes, oh my God, it's gone. I'm like, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, so you have to, you, it's just understanding like where the source is coming from and you have to get the mobility back before you can get stability. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of times people will go and get a massage or will do ART and it doesn't work because they're only looking at the tissue perspective, but you have to be like, well, why is this tissue tight? Is there something that's creating that? So we always have to get to like, let's see how everything is moving, whether it's the shoulder joint, how is that moving? How is the neck moving? How's the thoracic spine moving? Getting baselines and testing um, and then doing some sort of like, okay, we notice that this is not moving very well. Okay, let's take baselines. Let's go in and, and mobilize it and then retest it. And then we'll start noticing that, oh, wow, this improved, this improved. Okay, we're moving in the right direction. Now we know where it is. Or it didn't improve. Or And okay, so we've just ruled that out. Now we go to the next part. 
Um, and so it literally, it's like a science project. It, it literally is. It's like, okay, we started here, we moved it, we tested the baselines, it didn't work. Okay, so let's move it in a little bit farther. Um, so you can go farther into the end range to see if, if you notice any changes. Okay, that improved. Okay, perfect. Let's start with that. And let's see, we come back and it's like, oh, I'm about the same. Okay, well, let me make sure that you're doing it right. And then, okay, you're not, or you are doing it right. Now we need to go in a different direction. So now let's look at this. And so it's, it's literally like a process that you just go through to kind of start ruling things out. But if you don't get the mobility back, then the movement patterns and the stability piece of it, it won't matter. Right. And usually it's opposite of what you think. Mm -hmm. almost always everyone wants to be like for the back they want to like bend forward and stretch everything i'm like well you're not really stretching anything you're doing the wrong thing you know so it, it's um interesting it's it's fun like I've, I've had some crazy puzzle patients that i'm like man i don't know who would have been able to figure you out i couldn't even <laughs> tell you what i did with you <laughs> but you learn so much from them and it's like well let's just move this and see. And then, and then like that opens up and then other things start opening up and, and it's like, it's crazy how the body works. But, um, but yeah, if you understand it, if you understand like the concepts, then you just, you're just placing the concepts and, and, and kind of going from there. It's fun to sol solve the complicated puzzles. And, and oftentimes that's, that's who we work with. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, they bend to this solution and this solution, and this solution haven't been able to found to find it. And then, you're oh, able to, yeah. to problem solve and it, it's, it's a big puzzle man, at times. I love like, especially like the, they're so in tuned with their body and they're so mechanically like, like they, they understand. Like I have a, a lady who I've seen the husband and the husband's like, you've got to see Stephanie, you've got to see Stephanie. And I don't even know what, like she, for her to cook for her family for Thanksgiving would put her out mm. for like four days she would hurt that much. And she had all these doctors wanting to do crazy surgeries, um, with her. And I'm like, really? Like they wanted to like cut your femur off, rotate it and put it back to, I'm like, what? And, and, and she never did. Cause she was a nurse. So she understood. She just couldn't, she was like, there's gotta be answers. And she took up yoga, which helped to a point. Mm -hmm. And then it started sliding back down and she wasn't getting any better. And, um, and she actually felt better when she moved, which is true with with most mechanics but oh my gosh like it's amazing and i've been working with her for um for like god we're probably going on a year and a half and she's still improving but now i mean she can cook and she has no problems she can sit in a car and she has no problems like she literally has her life back she um it, it's it's amazing and i i could not tell you what i did or how we fixed her <laughs> because it, it literally, we were like taking set cause her, it was her whole, like whole left side. It was like, it was like rotated or I don't even know, but she was so in tune. She's like, I can't do this. I'm like, interesting. Well, let's try, let's work on that. And then all of a sudden we would open that up and that would create other things that we could look at. And we just, you know, kept on changing things up and doing things. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. The, I mean, truly the body is amazing. Step by step by step, right? Step by step by step. And you're, the body can it's a, heal it's, it's an experiment. You know, right. you're literally like, okay, we have this hypothesis. This is not moving. This is not moving. Like, these are our baselines. Let me move you and retest it and let's see what we have. Mm -hmm. Ah, this is moving better in these three areas, but not in these areas. But we're moving in the right direction. Let's keep on doing this. How can we do this at home? How can we do what I just did to you at home? And then it's like finding random things to stick into our body so that we can like get it to rotate a certain way as we're doing some version of extension or flexion or whatever. Which, uh, just like a, a client that you work, uh, on with us. Um, you know, everybody thought she needs to bend forward. She needs to bend forward cause she has, um, stenosis yeah. and she's 90 years old, yeah. but your solution was 
No, just bend back, bend backwards, and just bend backwards over the counter. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw her the other day, and by the way, Did and you? she's still doing that. Yes. That's how she gets back relief. Yes, because of what you showed her, and she yeah. just bends backwards uh, over the uh, the counter, and then that's how she gets back relief at ninety years old. The exact opposite of what we usually think uh, for people to do when they have quote unquote stenosis that the imaging says that she has stenosis, but. Here's the deal. So they right. just don't ask enough questions. So typically, like, if you think of, okay, well, how does stenosis really, really work? Okay, well, um, so when do you hurt? Well, I hurt when I sit. Okay, well, that's interesting. That shouldn't happen with stenosis because mm-hmm. it opens up the spine in the back, which is, you know, like reduced. So that doesn't make any sense. When do you feel better? Well, I feel better actually when I move around and I start getting up and I'm walking. I'm like, oh, interesting. That would not happen with stenosis. So Mm -hmm. if you just ask a few questions, you can really go, okay, let's, how does, how does what the doctor says they have, how would it, how would it, um, operate? So you just ask questions around that and you're like, okay, I already know. Like you don't, you, you hurt when you flex and you feel better when you're standing and walking, which is extension. So let's move in extension. Yes, we should. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, before we do wrap up, uh, what, what should people know? Anything that we haven't touched base on yet? Oh gosh. I would say if, um, don't give up hope because you just have to find the right person and they'll be able to, to give you answers. And, um, and that, that's, that's really the biggest thing that I would say, just keep, keep on looking for someone and how you can find someone is that they'll spend the time with you. They'll mm-hmm. ask different questions. It's not like rush you in, rush you out. Let's do the same thing for every single person. They'll sit down and actually have a conversation with you to start figuring it out. And when you can find those people, those are the people that you want to stick with. How can people get a hold of you? Oh gosh. Well, you could, um, go to my website, which is www.m as in Mary power-pt.com and so there's different ways there obviously my phone number's there which is 214-538-2559 or you can click on any of the links there we have you know talk to a pt or a free discovery visit um that you can click on there and sign up for anything if you want to just sit down and have a conversation just to see if we can help absolutely because you offer those free discovery visits you can think of them as free consultations right so people can get to know you guys you get to know them maybe just a little bit of testing right just to make sure that okay yes we know what's going on that way they're able to get real answers before yeah really just helping them make a better decision about their health like whether it's it's us or we know where we need to send them to it's just helping them make a better decision fantastic well thank you it's been a pleasure stephanie and uh we're we're excited to have you and look forward to working with you further so thank you so much thank you thank you Hey y'all, I'm Catherine, Client Relations Manager of Empower Physical Therapy. If you're interested in speaking to one of our specialists on how we can help you, click the link below to set up a time with one of our physical therapists.